Hey there, my friends. Just a quick message before we get you into the episode. I want to talk for a second about ways that you can support this show. Of course, if you are on an Apple device, giving this show a review and a rating helps get us in front of more people. Or whatever podcast platform you listen to on, if there is a rating system, drop a review, help us get the word out that way. Share the episodes on your social media. Or if you're looking to financially support the podcast, you can join the Patreon. There's several levels there. You can also use the links in the show notes to purchase products like Redmond Real Salt. I get some benefit from that, and that money goes towards allowing this show to continue. So if you're interested, those are a couple ways you can show your support for the Fat Guy Forum. I thank you in advance, and I really appreciate you being here every week to hear these amazing stories. So let's get into the next one now. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am happy to have you with us once again for another episode of the show. Today, we are going to be talking to a guy that I discovered first, (coughs) excuse me, I discovered first on YouTube and then connected with him on Instagram, and I'm excited to bring him on the show. His name is David Packer. David, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. We had a couple tech issues getting connected, so I appreciate your persistence. And we're live, and all sounds good now. So let's let's not jinx it and and wait any longer, man. Tell tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I uh, so I came to a point in my life where January first of 2021, I was I weighed 541 pounds. Uh, to my knowledge, that's the most I've weighed in my life, uh, possibly higher before I wasn't keeping real good track. But yeah, I, I got to that weight and I just, I, I'd had enough, you know, I finally put it to my mind, okay, I, you know, it's time to make a change. And so this year, uh, as of this morning, I think I was like around 103 pounds down this year, been trying to work really hard to turn around my life and my in my health, I quit my job. I got a new one. I um, working out all the time. I'm eating salads, which I would have never done before. So, I uh, I guess that would be my answer. Yeah, and and let's get into your story because I think I've I've had guests on the show that have weighed as much as you did back in January, but I think there's there's something unique to your background, you know, to the backstory, like what in terms of like how you reached that point of weighing 541 pounds because. You didn't really grow up um, as an overweight kid, so right? Take us correct. into take us into your story, like kind of like where, what what it was like growing up for you, kind of like where when your weight started to become something that you were aware of. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. I so I grew up like you said. I was not overweight uh, in high school. I was really into athletics. I played football and did wrestling all four years. I was captain of the wrestling team. My senior year, I was ranked number one in the state for my weight class, 189 pounds wrestling, and ended up only getting second, so that was a bummer. But uh, I uh, I grew up loving and, you know, weightlifting. At, at one point at 19 years old, I'm hitting the weights hard, and i uh, benching like 330 pounds and you're squatting 400-something. So I, I'm super into it. And at some point in my 20s, and I still to this day do not know why or how it happened, but I just fell into like this deep depression where, uh, you know, I, I wasn't finding joy in life. I didn't see a 
a lot of purpose to to what I was doing every day. So uh, it it was a it was definitely my twenties was a rough time in my life. A lot of good things did happen, but you know dealing with that depression is really when it started for me. Um, you know, food was something that I really think I kind of self medicated my depression with. Where you know I had a I had a rough day at, at work. Uh, you know, I had a fight with the spouse, you know, just go get something yummy at the drive-through. And, uh, you know, over years I was eating and eating and, uh, not working out. I had a sedentary job and it, it caught up to me in a big way. Uh, so I eventually, till it culminated to that, to that highest weight. Yeah. Which is what I think is is something a lot of guys out there listening or, you know, and probably women listening to can relate to that idea of having been fit, been athletic, and then seeing different life circumstances come into play and putting on some weight and, and dealing with that. And in a lot of ways, though, you're you're it was dramatic in terms of, of, of the weight gain that you experienced. Like, what was it like for you mentally going through that? Was it something... Like because of where you, because I, I think this is one of those things we don't really talk about when we come when it comes to like men's mental health. Like, do you feel like you were just so kind of trapped in that that depression place that you knew what was going on, but your hands weren't really at the wheel? Like, what was it like mentally to to see your body change that way? Yeah. Uh, so initially, I was definitely in denial. I, I would say, oh, you know, if I hit it real hard in the gym, I, I'd be back in two months, three months. So it was definitely a lot of denial. I think you're right that deep down, maybe I, I knew in my, in my heart that I was, you know, going down a downward spiral, but I definitely, uh, I definitely was in denial about figuring out and admitting that I was having a problem. Yeah. And what, this is something, you know, I've talked about on the show, you know, having been 540 pounds myself, like, what was life like for you physically when you were that big? Uh, you know, I, I jokingly call myself uh, mobily obese, like, uh, I'm morbidly obese, but I, I'm pretty mobile, you know, I can move around. And so even when I was gaining weight, you know, I was still, you know, beating friends at sporting events. And so as, as I was gaining weight, I didn't, it didn't affect me terribly until I'd say once I was over maybe four or 500 pounds, then I was like, okay, now I'm having some issues with my knees are hurting. My back is hurting. Um, I'm, I'm snoring and annoying my wife with that. I taken up most of the bed. So once I hit that point, it, I, I mean, it affects, I'm sure, you know, like you said, you being, I think we're almost spot on with how high we put. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you probably experienced it as well, but, it affects every every day you know when you're at work and there's an office meeting i would be so embarrassed to sit in the chairs because they had arms and they would dig into me and i barely fit and i was afraid they were going to break so there i mean just every day there's things you're checking out restaurant booths am i going to fit in that am i going to break this chair um i need special shoes like you know it's like such a constant attention thing in your life and so literally almost all day every day it's in the back of my mind like this is terrible i i can't believe i've done this to myself like this is not fun to deal with understood and it, it speaks to that ad adaptability of our brains though like the fact that because i i think there's probably someone listening who was like 
this this guy was relatively fit, you know, can't fathom understanding, you know, getting to 541 pounds. Like they're probably having trouble making that connection. And I think, you know, it speaks to that place of it's not like you, the weight all comes on overnight. So it's a gradual piece that when we're using food, you know, especially as like almost medication, it, it just creates that almost an endless cycle in, in a lot of ways of, okay, you know, I could do something about this, but I might need to make too many changes to do that. Let me just put it off for a couple of days and put it off. And then you reach that point where it starts to almost feel hopeless. Like, did you, were you trying, you know, before you hit January of this year, were you making attempts to make changes or like, what was, where was your head like in that place? Like, was it just something where you were kind of accepting that's what your life was or were you dieting? Like what, take us a little bit into that. Yeah, I, I had done sort of one push towards losing weight back when I was like 350 pounds or so. Uh, I had gotten a job at a resort and I was in their print shop and they, they gave us like uh, coupons for a dollar fifty lunch like at this buffet. It was really, really nice. And so what I would do was I would have a salad every day for lunch and then just try to be on my feet all day. And I got under 300 and I, I had used the freight scale downstairs, but I was so happy when I got under 300. So that was the last push. But then after that, I kind of fell off. Uh, when, when I left that job, I fell off having salads and I kind of um, gained, gained a bunch of weight back. And so that, that was the only other time that I had kind of a push. The rest was all just kind of slowly, slowly gaining weight. Um, but sorry, I forgot the second part of your No, I no, I, I think that, that really, that, that answers it, you know, for sure. Like what I'm curious and how do you and your words describe what your relationship with, with food was like during that time when you were putting the weight on and, and getting that big? Like what, how do you, how do you feel like, what role did food play in your life? So I, I definitely am, <laughs> I, I like have a definite food addiction, I think. I, I mean... Everybody loves food, but I mean, for me, it was just a, a huge thing. I, I'm my mom's from Peru, so there was part of that Hispanic culture where you know they shower their love to you with you know food, and food is such a big thing at family gatherings. So I definitely think I kind of connected feeling good and feeling loved with food. I, I, I don't know if you've had a similar experience where if you go, like I would go to a fast food place, get my food. And when you're just biting into that like warm, gooey like sandwich or, or burger or whatever it may be, it's just like for a second you're just so happy. And it, it, even to this day, if I have that, that I get that same feeling. But uh, so it became very emotionally driven, very much trying to battle that depression with with the food. No, I think that makes that makes sense, man. And do you think that's a relationship with food that started when you were younger, but it, your activity and athletics and not being a sedentary kind of kept kept you from going to that place of, of gaining gaining as much weight? Like, was where do, where think, do you think that kind of like when that started for you, like that relationship? I think you're probably right. I think it was probably something. My mom tells me this story of when I was a kid. She made me like a PB and J for my high chair, and she says that I pushed it off the the table, and I was pointing at the stove like, no, I want that, I want that. So there there might be something just kind of 
yeah, deep inside of me mentally from childhood that kind of liked that, that warm food sensation. Um, but yeah, I think that in high school and, and I ran cross country and track when I was a kid. So I think being active just kind of did combat that. Uh, I can recall one time when I was like 18 or 19, we had a huge pizza party at my house and I had 18 slices of Sardellas pizza. <laughs> and um, my dad said, David, if you keep eating like that, you're going to die before me. Now at the time I was a very fit, muscular, like 200 ish pounds. So it, it didn't, really register to me but now i look back and i'm like yeah that was that was a sign I, I i think there was something going on and it's hard to be conscious of it like it's not like we we you know we we get lessons or taught you know examine your relationship with food and where things are coming from and be open about your feeling you know like all of those things are in a lot of ways it's like lessons that we struggle through as adults and you know and, and we struggle through them when they become crisis points mostly you know, when it reaches a point where we're forced to either pay attention to it or or face consequences, like, I don't think it's something that we discuss enough, you know, as we develop. Right. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think that uh, my parents did a great job, but, you know, the, the mealtime was, you know, there was veggies there. So I don't personally, like, put anything on them. But I, I definitely think that, um, you know, you're taught the basics in school, but um, some sort of education more on, you know, eating nutritionally, things like that. I think it would be good for, for kids to hear a little bit more. Yeah. And I know that's something that a lot of people shy away from because they worry about how those discussions with kids can push people in other directions, you know, towards the development of eating disorders and things along those lines. It's, it's not an, there's no one easy answer, I think in the end, like it is something that, you know, often hindsight is twenty twenty and, you know, how we actually address it to start with is, I think, is a is a discussion for a whole nother podcast episode. You know, like that's a whole there's there's people that work on that all the time and don't have the answers like we're more kind of dealing with what we were in the thick of. No pun intended. Like, so what you you know this. So what happened in January? Like what brought you to the point that you decided I need to do something or and it might not have just been like one incident, but like what do you think really got your head in place to say, this is something that I need to work on. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen that movie limitless? Yes. With the, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he takes that NZT or whatever pill and it's like, he came out like he's like seeing things clearly now and he looks at his apartment and it's absolutely disgusting and trashed. And he's like, you know, what am I doing? That's exactly how I feel what happened to me. So I, I fell out of the depression. I think that, it's something that you know every, maybe most or some people have to a certain degree but uh, to me it's like it alleviated tremendously where i'm like not feeling that anymore and at that point i just felt like okay now i looked around just like that character in the movie i'm like what did i do you know like what what how am i going to fix this so um i i don't know how i came out of the depression but it did happen and then that's when I said, okay, now that I'm out of that, now that I'm in a good mental space, I'm ready to, to tackle my, my weight. Because I've had, you know, family, my parents lovingly, they never were unkind or judgmental about it, but they lovingly had been like, hey, let us pay for your, like, you know, go to a nutrition or a weight loss clinic or things like that. So I, I just, I'd never felt ready mentally until 
I came out of the depression and then I, I was ready for myself. I, I said, okay, now I can do this. I have the strength. No, I think that makes sense. And which, honestly, I chuckle for a second because I say that a lot on this show, though. That makes sense. Um, but I, it does. Like, it, it does, you know, that there's, you have that moment of clarity, you know, that, that place of clarity. Uh, one of the guests that I just recently interviewed, um, who actually, the episode dropped the day before you and I are talking, you know, he talked about, you know, this was a gentleman, Justin McSweeney, was seven over 700 pounds. And had woke up one night with like this realization of what he was doing and like he described it as a like a wave of motivation that he had to he had to catch and i think when you have those moments of clarity that's when it's time to take action and so you 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 took you started taking action and one of the things that i've really appreciated you know and I, i'd like to talk about kind of how where the, the idea for sharing what you're going through on YouTube came from, you know, as we move into this, like you are not afraid to try different things to work, to try to find what's actually going to work for you. And like I said, you, you're sharing that with everyone. So where, where did that impetus for let's put this all out there? Like let, let's actually kind of, you know, your, your Instagram handle, the real David Packer, like let's, where did that idea to like actually share the real David Packer with everyone come from? Yeah, so I, I grew up with my brother, and we would we were always using my dad's video camera, making movies, making skits, trying to show it to our family and friends, make them laugh. And so I, we grew up with that kind of creative bug. And I think that when I decided to lose weight, I said, I want to do it fun. I want to do it creative. So I want to show it to people. So that that was part of it. I love love being creative. The, I think maybe the bigger part for me that I've realized even more as it's gone on and on is that posting, you know, I try to post every Sunday on YouTube. I've missed a few, but I, I try to post every Sunday and posting there gives me accountability. And I, I got to be honest, I don't think I would still be losing weight or have lost as much weight if I wasn't posting on there and Instagram. Um, because I feel like I don't want to let my loved ones down. I don't want to let my friends and, and people that follow my accounts down. And, and it's been amazing to do so. I'm so happy that I decided to share it publicly because I've connected with so many amazing people and um, including yourself, that it's just so awesome to see this community of people that, that don't judge, they support, they, they celebrate your victories. And, you know, people message me and they're like, hey, you inspire me. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so humbled by that. It, it you know, kind of makes me emotional just thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, I think that, and I guess the last thing I would say about that is that there was some, there's something to me, I think, about stating your intentions to the world and saying, I'm going to do this, um, watch me do this, and I'm going to put it up there for everybody to see. And when I declare, I, I'm not like super into like things that can't be proven, like the secret style type stuff. But, um, you know, I do think that there's something about, you know, stating your intentions and, and then being able to follow through with them. And so far this year, you've, you've followed through to the tune, like you said, of 103 pounds down since the year started which is is awesome to hear and you you've done it a couple different ways like what like I I was talking about a second ago like that idea that you're willing to kind of 
keep looking to find what's going to work for you? Like, what has that part of this been like for you? Like, when you're trying different things, like I know for a while you were doing OMAD and you're intermittent fasting, like you're, you're trying different, you're willing to kind of look for those answers. Like, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I think that that's part of my, my kind of psyche as well, that I, I get kind of bored or tired of something if I do it too much. So I, I like trying new things because it's like, it, it gets me up and excited and kind of going again for, for the idea of improving myself. So that's maybe a little mental hack that people can use is, you know, every now and again, you know, obviously stick to basics, stick to what works for you and find out what works for you. But that, that process is part of finding out what works for you is trying different things. So like you said, I've done OMAD, done uh, calories in, calories out measuring, I've, you know, measured food. I um, have tried the OMAD and currently what I've dialed, all those things have led me and dialed me into what I'm currently doing, which is my kind of favorite so far is I do 2,200 calories a day. I do uh, intermittent fasting where my eating window is 12 to 8 p.m. Um, and then I'm currently doing the program 75 hard. Um, so those those are what currently are working for me that I'm loving, but who knows, maybe it will change in the future. Which is, which is what it's about. Like I, I think that willingness to explore that willingness to, and to give the, give, give things a real shot, which is one of the things that comes through in what I've seen of your experience. It's not like try something for a day and be like, Oh, I don't like this. I'm going to try something else tomorrow. Like it's about saying, let me see if this is the tool that's going to help me. And if it's going to be the one that's going to carry me through for a time, or if I need to look for something else, uh, I think that's so important for anyone out there. You know, don't just, you don't decide, you know, you don't know have all the answers on day one to exactly what your journey is going to look like all the way through, especially when you have a significant amount of weight to lose. Like things can change and evolve. You know, when you're looking at losing 200, 300 or more pounds, it's going to take time and it's going to take that willingness to be flexible and to adapt and I think that's one of the great things to see you sharing that. And you, you are, like you said, you're in, you, you're, how, what day are you at on 75 hard right now? Uh, I always forget. I think I'm right around, let's see, 20, 20, I think it's 20, day 22. Mm. So you're a couple weeks in. Uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know what 75 hard is, can you give them a, a quick synopsis of that? Yeah. So the basic rules are you have, you follow a diet plan. It doesn't have to be any specific one you get to pick. Uh, but you have to follow it to the T. Uh, you have also no alcohol, no cheat meals. You work out twice a day for 45 uh, minutes. And let's see. Oh, and you read a, a nonfiction book for 10 minutes every day. So I believe those are the, the basic rules. There's different variations where people add kind of their own spin on it. Like um, some people say it doesn't have to be nonfiction or that you... Uh, there's like a soft 75, I think, that people do. So there's different variations, but that's the one I'm doing. Nice. Mm -hmm. And what has that been like for you so far now that you're, you're a couple weeks in? Mm -hmm. I, I am loving it. I, I definitely, because I've read online about it and people say, you know, no, don't do it. It's not healthy or, you know, it's a little bit controversial. And, and I get what they're saying because when I look at this program, if I had done it at the start of the year, I don't think I would have done it or would have enjoyed it. But now I love it. And, and what I how how I was able to progress with that was just step by step diligence. So when I started this year, 
I had only one rule I was doing, 2,000 calories a day. One rule, super easy, because I knew I needed something easy to follow, 2,000 calories a day. And then over time, I would add other things like, okay, 2,000 calories a day, but now your other rule is that you walk three times a week, you know, and then now you add a, a maybe you get that done. Now you add, okay, now 10,000 steps a day. So I, I get and I understand and I almost agree that, yeah, 75 hard is not for everybody, but for me, I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. This is the best I felt in years. That's awesome, man. And I think you're right. Like, I think, you know, at various points I've, 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 you know, I've, I've attempted 75 hard myself. Like, I, I think it takes a mindset, you know, my, and I think Andy Frisella, the, the gentleman that created it, you know, he knows it's 100% about mindset. It's 100% about the mental challenge, like, in terms, yes, that physical challenge, you know, the, the two 45-minute workouts is a big deal. You know, all of the other factors are big deals, but in the end, it is a mental challenge. And it's, it can be something that really helps some people. And it can be something that, you know, for some people, it leads to negative places. But I think that's true of any program and any challenge. You know, there are some people that thrive on 30-day challenges. And when they finish one, they start another one. And then there are some people that get into these challenges. And when they screw up, it breaks them mentally. You know, like it's so you have to know yourself. You have to know what you're willing to take on, what you're willing to commit to. And which creates a, a, a greater awareness of yourself in general. So whether you try something and decide it's not for you or you try it and you find that you thrive, that's all a part of the same process, which mm -hmm. any person could benefit from. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's it's coming to know yourself and figuring out what would work for you and deciding if that would be you know, whether it's that program or another one, whether it's going to work for you. But like you said, I, I'm definitely the kind of person, those people that you mentioned doing a new challenge. I, I love that kind of thing. You know, let's, let's finish that challenge. I feel great. Now let's do a new one. Understood, man. Understood for sure. So, David, I'd like to go into, because one of the reasons, like on this show, I talk to people that are just starting their journeys that are at the end and living in maintenance and at various points and doing different things. I love kind of getting a, a snapshot of where a person is at right now. And so you're, you know, like you said, you're 103 pounds down. Where, where are your goals at? Like, what are the things that you're working towards? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I kind of divided up the weight loss uh, that I'm intending to do in the, uh, a two year time frame is ideally what I would like, but I'm not sure if exactly that's going to be it. And, and, and uh, I kind of think of it mentally as, a hundred pounds each time, and I want to lose a total of three hundred, because three hundred loss would put me right around two forty, which is I think about what I weighed when I got married um, about ten years ago. So I'd love to get around that weight. So, but I think about it in hundred pound chunks. So I just finished my hundred pound. Now I'm focusing on the next hundred pounds, and um, I, I'm sure some people probably could break it down a little further where I'm like, okay, twenty five pounds now the other. But um, mentally, for some reason, I just think of it as a 100-pound chunk. So working on my second uh, 100 pounds currently. And initially, my goal was to lose 300 in two years. But as I've gone along, I've just, you know, I'd love to still do that if I could. If I could do it healthily, I will. But I also know that, you know, I'm committed to a kind of a slow, a healthy weight loss. And I want to do it uh, in a way that I can have it sustained. Which is the key word, sustained. You know, that's a, that's something that, you know, 
sometimes we don't think about it when we're, we're putting those goals in place, when we're, th- when we're trying to think about numbers we want to hit and all of those pieces. It's not just about the rate and all of that. It's about what, how do I lose this weight and how do I keep it off and what does my life look like? And there's a lot of factors there to consider. And so I like that idea of, you know, breaking it into different phases and chunks and, and tackling each one, you know, and, and, and keeping that awareness of, of your mindset in place as you're doing that. Like, what do you, when you think about sustaining weight loss, like, what do you think are the key things that you need to be mindful of as you do this work? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, let's see. I think a lot of it comes from your, your mental state. Uh, so I think, like I said at the, at the other question, I couldn't, I really didn't lose weight and felt like I couldn't until I had my mentality set right. And so I think that that, is the same for you know the next 200 I do and then even after that is making sure that I'm I'm taking care of my mental health so that I can also then focus on my on my body and, and uh, fitness um, because I, I really think the body will follow the mind I really do think that oh I 100% agree with that and what are the thing? What do you think are the things you're doing right now to take care of of your mental health? Yeah, so I uh, am doing a lot nowadays. I'm I, I'm reading now, which is part of seventy five hard, which I haven't done in years and years. I in high school, I was in the book club and all that. I love reading, but I just fell out of it. So I, I am reading now, which I think is healthy for my mind. I go outside and go on walks, which I would never used to do. Uh, you know, I like would get gassed, uh, gassed out just walking my daughter a block to the bus. So now I go outside and enjoy the sun. Um, I, I use my, I went to the doctor and got uh, prescribed a sleep apnea, uh, CPAP machine. So I'm using that every night I don't miss. And so I think that's helping my kind of brain. And I've heard it can help like, you know, get your inner workings, your hormones and all that proper. So uh, I'm enjoying using that. Um, I try to meditate every day, nothing special, just kind of sit down and focus on my breathing and uh, kind of let my mind go as it will, wander. Um, and then what else? Uh, I, I work on my relationships with with my with my kids and my and my wife. Um, you know, like I said, my me and my wife have been married about almost ten and a half years. And, uh, you know, the first year was hard. We, we all, we've always loved each other, but definitely I think anybody who's been in a marriage, you know, that kind of long or, or for the years will tell you that there's parts where you're doing amazing and parts where you have a little bit of, you know, animosity or you're just having struggles. So I think that keeping my marriage strong and, and, and that helps too, because my wife, I don't know if she, I don't think she'll care me saying this this year. She's lost, she's had her own little journey. She's lost 25 pounds this year. And so, yeah, she's doing great. And having her as a companion that we're both into like, okay, Hey, let's go to salad and go for lunch. Like, and let's go to the gym together. Now that, now that I quit my corporate job and now that I have kind of a, a job at a startup where I have a super flexible schedule, I I'm able to do a lot of things with her. So, um, that that's helped a, a tremendously. And I think the, what you just said about marriage, you know, having great times and challenging times 
relates to the journey that you're on too, you know, the weight loss journey. Like what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced this year? Yeah, that that's a great question because I'd never want anybody to look at what I've what I've done and what I'm doing and say, Oh, he's had it so easy or he's just gone in a straight line down and wait, I've had my I've had my setbacks and uh, I've had, you know, periods where I've gained weight so a little bit of weight back. Never never a lot, you know, I've gained back maybe, you know, a pound or two or three, four pounds. Uh, but you know, it hasn't gone in a straight line down for me. Uh, and so some of those setbacks were, you know, moments where I didn't feel motivated to uh, lose weight anymore. Um, you know, 90% of the time, I, I really am on fire. And I'm like, all right, let's go kill it. Let's go to the gym. I'm feeling great. Um, and let's eat healthy. But then there is that 10% of the time where I'm like, man, this is this is really hard. I want to I want like 10 cookies and I want to have a cheat meal and um and on this program, I'm doing can't have a cheat meal, but uh, yeah. So th those have been struggles. The the mental one of the biggest struggles for me has just been patience. So I I would love to just you know snap my fingers and and be able to go back, but you really it, it is a patience game when when you've gained this much weight to say okay, it took years and years of overeating for me to get to this weight. So it is going to take years for me to to dig myself out of, you know, what I've done here. So that, that, that's patience has been probably, uh, the, probably one of the hardest parts for me. And I think that relates to, you know, cause one of the other reasons that, you know, I was really looking forward to talking to you is because I think sometimes there, there's a mindset that's needed when you are tackling, you know, again, no pun intended, but something this big, you know, the idea that you want to lose 300 pounds, it's not trying to lose 30 pounds. It's not trying to, you know, drop 40 pounds before the summer gets here, you know, losing 10 pounds for a wedding, anything along those lines. It's about making some real life changes and having that consciousness that it's not going to be something you knock out in six months. So what do you think are the important things to think about approaching this from the long game perspective? Yeah, I... Um... I never wanted it to be something where I did uh, like a crash diet and, oh, look at me, I lost, you know, 100 pounds in five months or, you know, so I, I always wanted, I don't know, maybe, I, I, I'm not a medical expert, maybe some people can do that healthily, but for me, I wanted it to be something where I, I, um, when, when I was that, at that peak of my weight, you really, kind of get your mortality in a in a large point of view to right there so i don't want to die so early i have three wonderful kids and, and my wife like i said and i want to be around as long as i can for them so uh deciding that you know hey i'm going to take back back my life and and th that larger outlook of thinking long term like you said of I, I want to get back to the things I loved. I loved weightlifting. I loved bicycling, racquetball, and all these different things that I, I just can't do. I mean, even still, I just um, maybe a year ago, I had won tickets at work to go to a Cardinals game, a football game. And I went there, and I couldn't fit in the, in the stadium seats. And then we went to the ADA seating, and it was me and my brother. 
and they didn't have any seats uh, for him with me. I could go and sit by myself and he would be by himself. But so experiences like that where it's like, man, this is affecting my life. I, I'll never forget things like that. And I keep in my in my head that it's like, man, I don't want to go back to that. So that helps me with the long term where I say, okay, this this really needs to be something that I keep as a lifestyle moving forward. And and I honestly think that might be, I don't know yet because I haven't done it, but I think that might be even harder than losing the 300 for me is, is staying, like keeping that now that I'm there. Now you got a, you know, 30, 40, 50, however long I live, year journey to keep it off. Oh, I say it all the time to people that losing, in a lot of ways, losing the weight is the easy part. It's building that new life that comes after that supports you staying in that place of health and physicality that you want to stay in is the real lifelong challenge. You know, it, it, this never ends. There is no finish line. It is about what you're going to work on for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lifelong uh, journey for sure. So what have been some of the things like, let's talk about some good things like this mm -hmm. that have happened, you know, we're 11 months into the year. You know, what are some of the what are some of the highlights for you, the things that you've loved rediscovering or that have happened to you this past 11 months? Yeah, so um, there have been a lot of awesome, definitely happy moments in the journey. So things like uh, I can fit a regular seatbelt now, which is amazing. I love that. Um, and my belly is not touching the wheel anymore when I drive. So that's that's awesome. Um, what else? I can now, I walk my daughter to school almost every morning. Uh, so that's, and I, and you know, it's like no big deal now. I, I don't have any getting winded or any pain or anything like that. So that's, that's awesome. Um, let's see, what else? I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm a little less scared to sit on things and mm -hmm. break them. Um, well, understood so well. <laughs> that's I'm still four four thirty eight this morning, so I'm still large, but I, I'm getting less and less scared of them. I have only broken one chair, you know, knock on wood. So hopefully I won't uh, break too many here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those have been awesome. What else is there that's been a? I mean, just just the connecting and the support from from my my family and my siblings has been so awesome. And and when I made it public. Uh, my journey, you know, posted on my personal Facebook and things like that. So many people from my past reached out, you know, my old cross country coach from when, like I said, when I ran, when I was a kid, he just meant talk to me on my post that I posted yesterday. So uh, my old football high school coach reached out uh, some of my old wrestling and football buddies. I just went to a, a lunch with my old football buddies from high school last week. So it's been so amazing to to kind of reconnect with people because it, it really was, I don't know if you had this as well, but to me, it was something I was embarrassed about and I kind of hid away. I kind of became a little bit of a recluse where, yeah, I did not go to social gatherings. I tried to avoid them. I tried to avoid photographs. So uh, kind of reconnecting with people and get, getting back out there has been so amazing. Which I think happens, like, especially when you've made a dramatic transformation from how a lot of people have known you, be knew you before, you know, and for putting yourself back into that space. Like, I think that makes complete sense, man. Yeah, it was scary to, to kind of, when I posted that initially on Facebook and said, you know, hey, 
I'm, I weigh like, you know, almost a quarter ton. Um, I'm trying to take back my life. You know, here's my journey on YouTube. It was so scary to post that, but uh, I, I, I'm so happy I did. You know, it's turned out great. Awesome, man. <laughs> Something I did want to talk to you about too, because you posted about, you, you, you posted one example of this on Instagram. And as someone who's on YouTube, we anyone who's familiar with the internet knows that there there's no more scathing place on the planet than the YouTube comment section um, and the random messages I'm sure you get and and you shared one you know the other day on a, on one of your Instagram posts you know just a message a random message that a random person sent you know uh, negativity like what is it like to be sharing your journey and knowing that you're open you're opening yourself up to some of those comments like what has that experience been like for you. Uh, it's definitely a little nerve-wracking. Um, I think there is those strength and vulnerability in showing yourself for, you know, that, hey, this is me. I think it also kind of helps bolster others to say that are maybe going through something similar. Uh, I'm sure this podcast does the same thing where people kind of feel like, oh, you know, maybe if they're a recluse like I was, they can say, okay, you know, there's other people who understand what I'm going through and that I can talk to and the support and will care for me and, and you know, celebrate my wins as well. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a little bit scary to put yourself out there. But for the most part, you know, I'd say like 99% of people have been so loving and amazing. There is that 1% though that, yeah, I get some DMs. Uh, I also get some weird DMs like, you know, people hating on me. I never in my mind would have like uh, thought that somebody would be attracted to me like that. But yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a weird but but lovely journey in sharing myself publicly. publicly. Yeah, it's that idea that you open yourself up to everything and you have to stay focused on, on the positive energy that, that's moving around and not give your energy to those people that go to places that you don't want to go to like it's it's a hard it's a hard balance to find but it's it's worth it in the end because you know the benefits you're getting from what you're doing like you were talking about that that place of accountability knowing that it's something that helps keep you on track like i think there, there's some power there yeah and um you know some people i think some people are different where they'll be like, oh, yeah, my haters feel me. And I'm, I'm not one of those people. I don't want the haters. I want to forget about that and just focus on myself and, and uh, so many people that are so uh, supportive for me. Something I do want to talk about because we're recording this the beginning of November is we're heading into what a lot of people who are on weight loss journeys, you know, start to dread the idea of the holiday season you know, because of the way we used to live through the holidays, you know, in terms of food and things along those lines, like, where is your head at when it comes to having going back into this time of the year when it seems like everyone wants to celebrate everything with food? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that really believes that you, you can enjoy your food and, and have it. And you can even have things that, you know, so maybe some people would say are naughty foods or, or bad foods. I think you know if you're doing it properly, you can you can still enjoy yourself. So, for example, um, you know, a week or two ago with with Halloween, there were some uh, brownies uh, at a party I went to, and so I had I had half a brownie, and, and so I had that as part of my meal, and I re it was so good. I, I hadn't had anything like that in a while, and so 
I, I kind of treated myself. I still, you know, loved and enjoyed having that, but I kept it in moderation. So, and one of my good buddies growing up, uh, he's now a, uh, let's see, what, what's his title again? He's some sort of, uh, yeah, he's a physical therapist. He's got the same mentality. He says, man, I, he's like, I still have foods that I really love that maybe are naughty, maybe I'll get, but instead of when I get the kids a Happy Meal, maybe instead of me getting, you know, all these terrible things, maybe I'll have, you know, okay, maybe I'll have a salad at home, but I'll get one, one burger or something like that. So I think there's different ways to do it, but that's the approach I've taken is that I, I try to not restrict myself 100% to like, okay, I'm only eating celery this whole time. Understood, man, understood. Mm -hmm. So David, what, what's the best way to phrase this? Of course, I had a question in my head and now my, I'm going to draw a blank. Um, yeah. <laughs> happens when we're talking. Um, right. It's all good. And oh, here it is. Here it is. So now that you're you you've hit that first block, you know that first hundred pounds, you're heading into the second. Like, what are the things that you think you need to keep the most in focus as you head towards uh, 2022? That's a good question. Let me see here. I think I just need to make sure that I uh, don't, I I think maybe stay, staying dedicated to, you know, stick to what works for me, stick to my plans, make plans, stay excited about losing weight and taking back my life. Don't get complacent with my victories that I have had so far. Um, That was one thing that I was really worried about is, you know, okay, I lost the hundred. Am I going to, you know, just, sit back on that for a while and be like, oh, I lost 100, I felt great. But but no, I gotta stay hungry, keep going. And I I think I do that in a lot of different ways. Like I said, I draw it from love and family. I like to read about self-improvement things and then kind of try to apply that into my life. Um, and so, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. And I think that as cheesy as it sounds, like something you'd see on like a meme, you know, just staying hungry and staying positive is, is what I'm going to do in 2022. Just keep moving forward, I guess, would be the slogan. I like it. I like it, man. Mm-hmm. And what's coming up? What have you got coming up uh, on YouTube? Like anything, you know, anything you're working on for your channel or anything that you want to make sure people know about? Yeah, so I, I'm always trying to evolve. I have some cool, cool ideas of what I want to do. So I do uh, take a picture of my face every day in the same exact spot. So I am trying to kind of compile over, you know, years pictures of my face so I can do one of those cool kind of transformation videos. So I do stuff like that. Um, trying to get back into some old hobbies like I'm going to make a video about getting back into hiking a little bit. I think I'm fine. I haven't hiked in years, so I think I'm finally ready to start doing some lighter hiking, not too heavy of an incline, but lighter hiking routes. Um, what else? Yeah, pretty much whatever else pops in my way or comes. I'm like such a free spirit about trying to think, you know, what's a cool idea? What what can I try that would be fun on camera? If you have any, if anybody listening has any fun ideas or anything that you want to try or collab with me, I'm always open to trying some awesome things. I, I One thing I had in my mind that thought would be kind of funny would be to like go undercover with like a hypnotist and see what they... Uh, what they say or can they help me out with my weight so 
I don't know, you know, just a lot of off-the-wall crazy things that I'm always, like, trying out to do something fun. And if anyone listening wants to check out your channel or follow your Instagram, where do they find you, man? Yeah, so uh, if you go to YouTube, I'm under David Packer. Um, I think the URL is, like, YouTube forward slash David Packer Real, I think is what it is. And then on Insta, Twitter, everything else, I'm all at Real David Packer. Nice. And I'll make sure to put links to all of those places in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. So, David, I really appreciate you taking us into this journey that you've been on. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that can relate to being in that place of almost not recognizing themselves from who they were, you know, years ago and wanting to make change. Like, what is the message you want to give to that person who is David Packer the end of last year, you know, sitting in that place of, you know, getting, hasn't started yet, but is still in that place. Like, what is the message you want to give to someone to help, uh, help them see that there's, there's possibility there for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I end, I end most of my YouTube videos by saying the same phrase. I say, no matter your girth, you have worth. So, and I, and I really believe that, you know, if you're, struggling with your weight if you're struggling with your size just know that you know you do have worth that people no matter whether it's family friends whoever you have people that care about you in your life and that want to help you succeed so so never forget that um also things like uh i saw that you posted on your instagram that you, you're never too far gone i think that's a key message that you know maybe at one point i thought okay is this really going to be my life that i just kind of like you know, gain weight, gain weight, and then die, you know, in my 30s or 40s. Um, I don't think whether you're, you know, our size that we were 540 or whether you're 700 or 900, whatever you are, like, there, there is hope and and you could definitely succeed. And people like, you know, the, you, me, our podcast, our community, we're, we're here to uh, definitely, you know, lend an ear, lend a hand, whatever we can do to help. Yeah, 100. As long as you're still, you're still breathing, even no matter, even if it's labored breathing, you're still breathing. You're still alive. There's still possibility there. There's still hope. Exactly. And you can do whatever small step you can, whether you just take like a one minute walk or, you know, if you can't walk, you know, mm -hmm. do some something sitting, whatever your level is, like just start right there, you know. I like it, man. Mm -hmm. So, David, I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, David, question number one, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. That's a good question. You know, he's not – the one that popped in my head, he's not that fat anymore. But, yeah, he was a heavier at one point was Ricky Gervais. He's mm -hmm. so funny. He's uh, he's a crack up. He makes me laugh a lot. I like it. Yeah. I like I like anyone who doesn't give me Chris Farley as an answer. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. too e that one's too easy for people. That one's too easy. So I like it, man. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Question number two, David, what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? Um oh, that's a good question. I think maybe uh, every I think everybody's got something they're struggling with, whether it's physical, mental, relationships, you know, job, whatever it may be. I think that it's really given me some empathy and, and a heart where I say, okay, man, you know, whether, whether I think that person was rude to me or whatever, maybe they're going through something. So a lot of empathy. I like it. 
Question number three, David. What is one thing a per one concrete thing a person can do today if they want to get their journey started? Hmm. Concrete do today. Uh, that's a good question. I think you could just sit down, take a piece of paper, and kind of write out maybe your feelings, write out your your ideas of of where you want to be and what time frame. And then uh, kind of walk backwards and see, okay, well, then what's the first step I need to do to uh, do that? So maybe uh, just sitting down writing and coming up with a plan to get your thoughts out. I like it. Question number four, David, what is one thing about yourself that you love? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, let's see. Um... I think I I like that I am uh, persevered. So you know I get knocked down. Oh, I'm going to keep moving forward, and and so I, I've had that. You know, for some reason I've been blessed with that for a long time. You know, back in sports and all that. Uh, if I get knocked down, I'm I'm coming right back. There we go. And question number five, David. Last one for you today. Tell us what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. Okay, let's see. Not health, fitness. Um, let's see. <laughs> I would love to go to, uh, let's see. It's hard to not have it tied to health. Um, mm -hmm. Let me think. My health and fitness. Oh, I, I can think of one. I want to get much better at the technical side of what I do. So YouTube, Instagram, I want to learn and maybe take some classes on getting better at uh, creating digital content, video editing, uh, you know, maybe even the, like you said, we had some tech issues. I'm not super great at, at the tech side of things. So, um, you know, just learning to be a better creator on the technical aspect would be, I think, something that would be great for me. Nice. I like it. So, David, I want to say another big thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Gourmet, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, maybe after the next 100, we'll, we'll be back on, maybe. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, have, we'll do another milestone episode. I love having people come back and share where they're at. Awesome. Thank you. So, everyone out there, I will put all of, of, of David's contact information in the show notes so you can track him down. If you want to connect with me, you can, of course, find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. You can find out about everything else I'm doing at theketoroad.com, all that jazz. Hey, if you're on an Apple device, don't forget to rate and review the show. And when you're done doing that, go out, do something today to amaze yourself because you, my friends, are the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. <laughs>